Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Mm, what a beautiful day this is. Yes, is. The sun is out. Yes. Yes. I was like, what, right. what is that thing in the sky? <laughs> oh, we are so blessed to be here. You know, everyone, stand up and worship God with us. Yeah, it's always more fun when you worship with us. Are you ready? Amen. Yeah. God in Praises of his people. Yes, he does. Yeah. 
Yeah, I searched all over. Couldn't find any love like
You looked everywhere. You looked everywhere. You looked everywhere. You could only find it in Jesus. What a beautiful name. Name above every name. Jesus Christ is Lord.
The Lord is my like the salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my like the salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait on
church. Come on church, let's give God some praise. Worship. Hallelujah. 
Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your mighty name, Jesus. Uh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. <laughs> come on. Come on, come on, come on. Pastor. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, let's praise him, let's praise him. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Hesha, come on. Shake heaven with your praise. Hesha. We want to shake heaven with our praise. Hesha. Come on, church. Yes, Lord. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Yes, I will wait on you. I will wait on you. I will trust in you. I'm gonna wait on you, Lord. 
on you, Jesus. Gonna wait 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 on you, Jesus. you right now, Jesus. We'll praise you, Lord. We'll praise you, Lord. We know that the enemy wants to stop your praise because it confuses him. He'll do anything to stop your praise. But God will always praise you. No, even when things don't look good, we'll praise you, Lord. We'll always praise you, Jesus. We 
know that's what the enemy wants, Lord. He wants to stop us from giving you the glory, Lord. But our lips are made, our breath was made to give you the glory. Our voice was made to give you the glory. We'll give you all the praise right now, Jesus. Let's confuse the enemy right now. Let him know his place. Come on, he meant to frustrate you. He meant to make you upset. He meant to try and get you to be depressed. Just so that this wouldn't happen. Begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Shout with the victory. Shout with the victory. Uh, we give you glory. We give you glory. Sunday, no devil, no devil, no devil will stop your praise. No demon will stop your praise. As long as you have breath in your body, as long as you have breath in your lungs, as long as you have a voice to praise God, you should begin to praise Him. Come on, come on. You've been confused by the enemy for too long. Tear down the walls with your praise. Make a great shout unto the Lord. Blow the trumpet. Let him know that those walls can't stand. Hey, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Father, right now in your name, Jesus. We speak peace unto this place right now. We speak healing unto this place right now. Complete deliverance right now, Jesus. Nothing but faith in this place right now, Lord. Right now, Jesus. Right now, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, come on, come on. We got to press some more doubt out. No, 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 no. There's some doubt still upon the room. Somebody's looking for a healing, but there's some doubt here still. Yes, sir. We got to press it out. Press it out. 
cast out the infection right now. Move it out right now. God, your body is whole, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, and I got Baba Bakotor Yamadia Baba Soto. Baba Baba Soto. Asanda Yamaba Baba Soto. And Baba Soto. Yes, Baba Baba Koto. Asanda Baba Koto. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name, Jesus. Asanda Baba Soto. Purify us, O God. Refine us right now, Jesus. We confess, Lord. We confess, Lord. <laughs> right now, Lord. Right now, Jesus. We surrender our lives unto you once again, Lord. Move up our hearts and our minds, Lord, to receive your word today, Lord. Hasha. Lord, right now in your name, Jesus, Lord, we ask that you just touch all those that are traveling right now in your name, Jesus, Lord. Touch all those right now in your name, Jesus, Lord, that are backslidden and lost, Lord. Remind them of how good they had it, Lord Jesus. Let them yearn for you right now, Jesus. Let them see that it's only you that's going to fix their life, Lord. Show them right now, Jesus. Shape their hearts and their minds, Lord. And I'm surrendering to you once again, Jesus, Lord. Lord, we ask that you just touch all those that need a healing touch, Lord. Lord, by your stripes, Lord, they're healed already, God. We thank you, God. We know that our prayers, Lord, are answered according to your will, Lord. And upon our faith, Lord, we trust that we believe in you. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray. We say amen. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. All right, bless the Lord. We're going to take up an offering. And um, I noticed that uh, Bishop was passing out um, the year-end report of your, your individual giving. And I was um, just thinking about it, how when you give your tithes and offerings and your free will offerings and what have you as you give to the kingdom, it is a, it's a symbol, it's a what you're showing is that you trust him. You, 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 you trust him. It's, it's all his anyway, but the part that you break off and you should keep it holy, keep it separate, and you give it to him, it's like, Lord, I, I thank you and I trust you. And, you know, if you don't do that regularly, you spend your money on something. You know what I mean? Just just, just kind of look at your uh, ATM account, what have you. You spend your money on something. And as you think about it, or as I thought about it, I remember when I was taking care of my father, um, he had COPD and a host of other things, but 
he needed oxygen, otherwise his oxygen levels would plummet. And they would bring in, you know, these canisters of oxygen, you know, and he had several of those canisters stored up for usage, and he had a portable one he could take with him. Isn't it amazing how God gave us the breath of life for nothing, for free? You have to pay for it. But then when it comes to man's oxygen, they charge you for it. You want to breathe? You have to pay for it. And he causes the, the blood to course through our body and to renew itself without charge. None of us have ever gotten the bill because of the blood that he cleanses in our system over and over and over again. If you have to go through dialysis or have to get a blood transfusion or whatever the case may be, they will charge you for it. And this is blood they didn't create. This is air that they had nothing to do with. But they will slap a package on it. They'll give it a code. They'll run it through their, their, their system, and they will charge you. I just want you to see the goodness of the Lord. And when you do give, it's a sign. It's a, it's a, it's a token that you trust him. You believe in him. And then he'll give that back in return. Amen? I, I, I live it. I, I, I see it every day. Amen? So stand to your feet by doing that. You know you're going to be all right. All right. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. I know it was a blood. I know it was a blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. I know it was the blood for me. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross, and I know it was the blood for me. The blood came streaming down, the blood came streaming down, the blood came streaming down for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. I thank God for my Savior's blood. I thank God for my Savior's blood. Thank God for my Savior's blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. One more time, let's take it home. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. And I know it was the blood for me.
Praise the Lord. So um, he just told Mimi, I said, I'm going to sing this song and I'm going to do it from memory, which scared her. And I'm going to hope I reach the notes because that was scaring me when I worked on it earlier. So just let's just praise the Lord regardless. <laughs> Shout out the words if <laughs>
sitting there when they were praising and everything and Pastor Derek was there and Mel was there and praise teams got through singing and all the atmosphere was just praise and glory to God. And I was thinking, boy, I could not replace that with anything in life. I would not want to live and not have those moments in my life. I mean, you know, like during the week when you're not here among other people, you can still be in the spirit, you know, but this is a valuable part of it that I, I, I don't want to miss. I don't want to be without. Praise the Lord. Okay, where are our young people? Are young people ready? We have anybody here for the first time? New people? We do? Please introduce yourself to us. Okay, Trey, praise God. <laughs> All right, praise God. God bless Trey. Yeah. We're blessed that you're here, Trey. Okay, young people, you're dismissed to your classes. Uh, this morning, I want to share something with you that I call, how do you want to be used? How do you want to be used? Praise the Lord. Um, and I want to begin with this passage of scripture just to set us off. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 13 through 15, it says, Which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can 
he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritually judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. Praise the Lord. So, so when we talk about how do you want to be used, I, I want to use an example, a familiar example, a, a man by the name of Moses. In Exodus chapter 1 and verse 22, the Bible said, And Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born you shall cast in the, into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. So when Israel was in Egypt, and they were multiplying and growing and everything like that, the Pharaoh came and he said, you know, there's too many guys, there's too many men. If a boy is born, throw him in the river. The first thing that he did, though, is he went to the midwives and told them, said, look, if it's a son, if it's a boy, kill it. And, and, and you know, that didn't happen. So he got them together. He said, oh, uh, 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 what's wrong? I thought I had to kill him. They said, well, you know, these Israelite women, they're, they're lively. In other words, they get the baby before we get to them. They have it. So we weren't there to kill it. So he decided, well, let's just throw him in the river. Praise the Lord. And then in Exodus 2, 1 to 8, it says, And there went a man of the house of Levi and took a wife, a daughter of Levi, and the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took uh, for him an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein, and she laid it uh, in the flags by the river's bank. And uh, uh, his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to watch herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. Verse 11 through 15 says, And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, that he went out unto his brethren and looked, on their burdens. And he spied an Egyptian smiting in Hebrew one of his brethren. And he looked uh, this way and that way. And when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together. And he said to them, uh, that, uh, uh, that did the wrong. He said to him that did the wrong, wherefore smitest uh, thou thy fellow? And he said, uh, who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me as thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. And when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down uh, uh, by a well. In Exodus chapter 3, you find more about Moses. It said, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. 
And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, uh, Draw uh, not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face from, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry uh, for, uh, by reason of the ta their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto a place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have chosen, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So, so, so this is a, a brief uh, uh, rendition of or, or, or synopsis of of Moses' life uh, from the time he was a baby born until he got called by God to go to, to Egypt and say, uh, let my people go. So, so you can see how God raised Moses up to be what he was, to use him. You know, they were killing little boys that were born in Egypt, uh, Israelite boys, little Hebrew boys, they were killing them. But, 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 but Moses, uh, he, he, he evaded that. He got away from the killing. Because his mom said, oh, this child is, he, he good looking. I, I'm not going to let him go and be killed. So I'm going to hide him. And, you know, she hid him for three months. Now, me personally, I think she should have hid him for about six or eight months. You know, I thought you could hide a baby longer than that. But she could only hide him for three months. And she said, okay, I'm going to just trust the Lord. I'm going to put him in a little ark of bulrush. And I'm going to put some pitch and stuff on it so it doesn't sink. And just see what happens. And God took over, and took his life, and all the things that happened, he got him out of Egypt. First, I raised you in Egypt. The Bible says in the book of Acts that he was studied in all the things of Egypt. But he now he's gone. He had to flee for his life. Here's an interesting thing that happens when God is raising you and doing things for you. You don't know what God is doing. You don't know what God is doing. I'm sure that while he was sitting there, in his, uh, in his uh, 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 life when he was in Egypt, that he didn't have any idea that God was raising him up to free the Egyptians. Or maybe later on he thought, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to work from inside. But God said, no, you're going to have to go. So he left, and God raised him up, and God used him. Don't you want to be used of God? Be careful. You know it's coming. <laughs> okay. I, I, this is what, how do you want to be used? How do you want to be used by God? Uh, 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 Romans 9, 17 said, For the scripture said unto Pharaoh, Even for this uh, same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Uh, uh, in Exodus chapter 9, Paul, when he was writing to the Roman church, you can see Paul, you've been reading the scriptures. 
because in Exodus chapter 9 and 15, this is where the scripture said that. It says, for now I will stretch out my hand that I may smite thee and thy people with pestilence. And thou shalt be cut off from the earth. And in very deed for this cause have I raised thee up. For to show in thee my power and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. So God raised up uh, uh, and used Pharaoh also. How you want to be used? God raised up and used Pharaoh also. So you could be like Moses was used to do good among the people of God. Or you could be used like Pharaoh uh, was used, uh, rise to worldly greatness and in opposition to the people of God, only to be destroyed in the end and a testimony to God's power. How do you want to be used? How do you want to be used? God wants to open your eyes spiritually and reveal things to you that can you can only see if you're spiritual and not carnal. I, I want to give you give you an example. Uh, 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 you you all know Stephen. Stephen was, was stoned to death. Okay, well, Stephen, uh, 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 Stephen was persecuted when miracles started happening in his ministry. When, when the people told the Grecians and the Pharisees and all these people, the Sadducees, whatever they were, uh, 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 the people started telling uh, uh, the apostles, they said, your widows are, 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 are not getting fed. They've been neglected. You all run around talking about y'all godly and all this stuff, and your widows are not being fed. So, so Peter said, and got the 12 disciples together, and they said, okay, and then they got all the people together that were believers, and they said, okay, now we need to pick out seven people who are of God who can do this business of waiting on tables because it's not right for us to quit doing the word of God to wait on tables. Stephen was one of them. He was one of those first deacons. And the Bible said that miracles started happening in his ministry. Signs and one miracles start happening. That led to his death. His death is what caused saints to leave Jerusalem and reach others. Uh, Philip, okay, Philip went to Samaria. He started preaching to, in Samaria, and the people received it, and they sent for Peter and John to come and pray for the people so they can get the Holy Ghost because they had already been baptized in Jesus' name, the Bible says. And then, the next thing uh, Philip did, he goes and meets up with this Ethiopian eunuch. God sent him there. <laughs> so uh, uh, Stephen's life was given for the spreading of the gospel. His life was given for the spread of the gospel. How do you want to be used? Uh-oh. How do you want to be used? See, I don't think that Stephen knew uh, what would be the result of his, his ministry. I don't think he understood that. I don't think he knew what would be the result of his death either. Or that this uh, uh, is how he would die. It's not like he walked up to him and said, stone me so that everybody can now go and spread. No, if it were not for Stephen, we might have to go to Jerusalem to find an apostolic church. 
because they weren't leaving. And when Stephen got stoned, we need to get out of here. They're killing saints here. How do you want to be used? See, I don't think Stephen understood that about his death or anything and what would happen when he died. But I don't think he cared either. He didn't care. What do you care about? See, the question is, uh, uh, will you allow God to use you for what he wants for you? So you see, a lot of saints, you have an idea. No, God, I, I, here's what I want to do. Here's what I want you to do with me. See, but we have folks that are anointed, called of God, and they're just now slipping into it. Or they were, they, were, they, were, they were doing something they thought was it. And God said, no, that's not it. That's not it. Here's what I want you to do. Now just calm down. Just be, be calm. I'm going to lead you and guide you into it. I'm going to take you into it. See, I, I, the, the, the <laughs> you know, fascinating thing about this, uh, 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 Stephen, you, you are nobody. You're nobody until they wrote about you in the Bible. You one of the people that serve folks. You're not like the preaching apostles until God led you into it. As far as the church was concerned, you're supposed to be serving widows. Mm -hmm. Some of you have said, some of us have said, use me, Lord. But your faithfulness, your believing, and mainly your submission will determine how you are used. See, Pharaoh wasn't submitted to God, but God used him. See, your submission, your believing, your faith, that will determine how you're used. Because God is going to have his will done. I want to be on the favorable side. I want to be on the good side. See, I want God to... To, uh, 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 you know, if, if you want God to use you in a favorable way, you have to be spiritual. You have to be spiritual. Glory to God. Uh, in John chapter 3, verses 26 through 30, it says, And they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptized all men, and all men come to him. They're checking John. You're supposed to be John the Baptist. The man you baptized, they, they're doing all this kind of stuff. Well, the Bible said that actually Jesus didn't baptize anybody, but his disciples did. Then John Anson said, a man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. Ye yourselves bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before him. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, 
rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This, my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. I'm just happy about that. He must increase, but I must decrease. In other words, there needs to be more Jesus and less me. There needs to be more Jesus and less you. It just depends on how you want to be used. Depends on how you want to be used. Uh, we, we read the scripture say, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, said, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able. For you are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Wait. Wait now. In the church at Corinth, the people were born again, speaking in tongues, baptized in Jesus' name. Apparently, just because you're in church and you are born again doesn't mean that you don't need to get more spiritual. I'm trying to get more spiritual. I don't know about you. In fact, just in honor of this message, I didn't have no coffee until I got here. I turned off the TV. I didn't listen to Maverick City ridiculously loud. I'm going in the spirit. Come on, God, you just keep talking. Keep talking. I, I, I don't need to, God, I'm not in no bad situation. I, I don't need to be hearing anything different or I'm not in no trouble, God, that I need to subject my flesh. In. But just in honor of being spiritual. Just in honor of being spiritual. Some folks need to fast, though. You know, used to hear churches talking about that. We don't have a fast this time. No, you don't hear that anymore. People don't fast. By the way, there was a, a, a rumor or a thing where people thought, I'm going to fast and, and make God do this and God's going to do this. Fasting does not change God. It changes you. <laughs> God ain't changing. He, not, he already perfect. Glory to God. Becoming more spiritual is the goal of every saint, or at least it should be. We, 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 you know, we, could, we could be more spiritual. When the Bible talks about growing in grace and growing in Christ, it's alluding to us becoming more spiritual. It's trying to tell you to become more spiritual. Uh, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 2, 3 through 15, we read in the beginning, it said, which things we also speak, not in the words of men's wisdom teaching, but in which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. But the natural man receiveth not the things of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. So you can see here, 
there's inherent benefit to being spiritual and more spiritual. You know, you know what else this passage means? I don't know if you caught this or not. This means that if you're in the natural and not spiritual, you're not receiving this message. It means nothing to you. In fact, it's foolishness to you. I hope you hurry up. Are we going to lunch? There he go again. I hope it's not one of them long ones. <laughs> there he go again. Now he's going to preach a little bit. He's going to tell a scripture. Then he's going to tell a joke. Even the jokes are spiritual. God's trying to teach you something. God's trying to show you something. But God says that if you're in the natural, then you don't receive the things of God. There's foolishness to you, and you can't know them. So if you don't want to be more spiritual, why are you here? Romans 8, 1 through 4 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in likeness of sin to the flesh, and forth sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Uh, what we've been admonished to do is concerning being or becoming more spiritual by nature. That's what God was looking for. Uh, because, like this, uh, uh, Pastor Derek and I were, were, were getting together, got together yesterday morning, we were you know, talking, having coffee, having our fellowship time, and get whatever God would say to us. And, uh, uh, Pastor Derek said, man, um, I, 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 what I'm thinking about is how do we get young ministers involved? I, I think, you know, some of the younger folks that are ministers that God has called, you know, how to get them involved and stuff like that. And I said, well, you know, the, the issue is like this. And you've heard me say this, Derek, recently, that, um, you know, we can tell you the truth. We can give you all the ministering all the truth and knowledge and wisdom whatever we have to give you but what we can't give you is the fire ah, see that has to come from god i said the proof of it is this anybody who knows how to read can read the same truth in the bible that you have but all of them don't think gosh i want to see people sick I said, you know, what needs to happen is that it, typically what happens in, in human beings is for a person to change, some event happens in their life, some powerful event. There was a woman on television uh, yesterday. She was a comedian, and uh, um, she must have been a morning news show, and she was a comedian and everything, and she was funny and all that, and she'd been in all these other different shows, game shows or whatever, uh, uh, like that, and, uh, and, and she used to drink, you know what I'm saying? And she, in her 30s, she had a baby. And she wrote this book, and the name of the book was uh, Sippy Cups Are Not For Chardonnay or something. And boy, it was a million seller. 
Then she wrote another book about nap time is cocktail hour or something, whatever it is, like a happy hour or something like that. You know, the baby had sold like million copies. One day, she took her children. They were going to a party or something. She was coming home from the party. And, you know, it wasn't that great a distance from her house. But it took her a long, long time to get home. Apparently, she got lost or whatever. We don't know what happened. But she said that was the thing. When she got home, her husband told her, what is wrong with you? You've been drinking. You're endangering our children's lives and whatever like that. That's the last time she drank. That event stopped her from drinking. I think that was in 2007 or something that she, she hadn't drank since then. Okay? That's the event. I told Pastor Derek, I said, you know when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost? That's the event that should change your life to where there's certain things I'm not ever doing again and I have a fire in me that's causing me to do and live a certain way. That's, that's, that's what God, he, I'm just, he's just trying to get you to be spiritual. I just need you to be spiritual and not natural. I want it to be something that is the normal thing in your life. In other words, doing by the free impulse of the soul and direction of the spirit what the will of God requires. I don't, you don't have to tell me. By your new nature in Christ, you do what pleases God. So that by nature, it becomes natural for you to do what pleases God. Oh, what you trying to be all holy? No, this is just who I am. I didn't, I didn't even think to do anything else. Nothing else came to mind. I only thought of the spiritual thing. Glory to God. It's the Lord's will and his expectation for you. I want to show you that. Romans chapter 6. He says, therefore... We are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall uh, uh, be also in the likeness of his resurrection. So we're supposed to be walking in newness of life. Once you got baptized in Jesus' name, now you walk in a new life. Newness means renewal. That means you have a renewed life. We should be like Christ was when he rose from the dead. Uh -oh. See, I don't think you ever paid attention to that. He was changed. When Christ rose from the dead, yeah, he was God walking on earth too. But when he rose from the dead, he was changed. He was no longer that man he was before. The Lord expects us to be new creations. Here's, here's, here's another thought. This I shared with the church a long time ago. You probably, I know you don't remember. But I'm going to share it again so you get it. It excites me. The question is, are you still in spiritual bondage even though you're born again? Are you still in spiritual bondage even though you're born again? And people think, oh, that's ridiculous. What are you talking about? Well, let me show you. 
I shared this with the church some years ago about Paul and Silas, the Philippian jailer, and the other prisoner. When the earthquake came and shook the foundation of jail, everyone's bonds were loose and the doors were open. That's what the Bible said. Although everyone's bonds were loose and the doors were open, Paul and Silas were the only ones set free. Some of us are like that. You are loosed, but you are not free. The gate is open. The doors are open. Your bonds have fallen off. But you're not set free. You stayed in the prison. You won't go free. First Peter 2 and 11 said, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. Uh, flesh is translated uh, uh, carnal except on two occasions pertaining to the flesh. It means bodily, temporal, or animal, unregenerate, carnal, fleshly. Fleshly lust, war against the soul. If for no other reason, we ought to get more spiritual. Just to understand, well, I'm, you know, like we've said this before, Christians have a difficult time admitting to themselves that, oh yeah, there's still some carnality in me. I don't know about you, but God showed me, so I want to show you. He showed me. I would say something or do something, everything. Hmm, there it is. Oh, wow. Not me, Bishop Moten. God said, no, there's, there's some carnality left. Thank you, Lord, for pointing it out. Now I can eliminate it. Some of us, you just too touchy. You just, you're just too touchy. You don't want to ever have anybody tell you you're wrong or be correcting you or something. So you you don't you don't do that. You know you think about that because uh, uh, the Bible has a lot of things about counsel and getting counsel and everything. And uh, for uh, uh, many churches, oftentimes nobody goes and says, you know, Pastor. Uh, uh, I know that God called you to be a spiritual leader and he called me to come to this church. I have a question. I need some counsel on something. That happens very little. And they're reading the same Bible you have. See, you don't want to be corrected. You don't want a spiritual answer. I know what he's going to say. You're going to ask me, why do I care? I think Tracy slapped me one day. I told her, girl, why do you care too much? Stop saying that to me. No, that's interesting. It wasn't that time, but she yelled at me. <laughs> but, but, but Peter said, look, here, here's what happens. These fleshly things, they're warring against your soul. Your fleshly lusts are warring against your soul. So naturally, God, I want to reduce the amount of fleshly lusts that appear in my life. I don't want anything warring against my soul. That's, that's killing me. That's trying to make me die. I, I mean eternal death, not just passing from this life. Romans 8, 7-9 says, uh, uh, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. 
So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. If you're in the flesh, you can't please God. What? Yeah. You know, there's moments in your life where you get in the flesh. Anybody have ever have an argument with somebody? Where you want to prove yourself right? No, you didn't got in the flesh. See, you cannot please God when you're in that state or any other state where you've gotten in the flesh. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. That's, that, that's an assumption. That's a hope. That's a prophecy. That's an expectation of God. Now that you have the spirit, you're not in the flesh. You're not operating in the flesh. You're operating in the spirit. That means that God is on your mind. Spiritual things on your mind. I have a spiritual mind, not a carnal mind. I'm hearing from God all day. I'm speaking to God all day. I'm comparing things that are righteous with unrighteous. I'm doing the things of God. I'm living my life in Christ. I'm trying to fulfill the will of God. I'm hearing God. What, are, what, are you, what should I do now, God? Where should I go? What should I say? What should I do? Glory to God. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of him. Now, I want you to, I want you to, I want you to pay close attention to this because God taught me this, oh God, back in the 90s sometime, probably late 80s, that there's a particular, there's a, a, a specific reason when the Bible uses Christ or Jesus or God. So, while he's saying, now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Yes, that means you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're none of his. But also the spirit of Christ who says, I do always what pleases the Father. You don't just have the Holy Ghost. You're like my son in whom I'm well pleased. Mm hmm. Here's what carnal means. He, he, he have a carnal mind. That means carnal is that which is flesh, the body, as opposed to the soul or the spirit, or as a symbol of what is external, or as a means of kindred or human nature with its frailties, physical or moral, and passions, or specifically a human being as such. So if you have your regular little human mind, that's all you're going on. No, I'm smart. When I took this test, they drugged it. Okay, but that's your human mind. It's flesh. It's carnal. It, 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 it's, it, you know, it's not with God. It's a symbol of what is external. It's, it's your human nature with all of its frailties, all of its passions. It is enmity. That means it's hostility. A reason for opposition is hatred against God. I don't hate God. You know, they got a whole lot of people 
who are not born again, walking around, come but I love the Lord, I'm saved, know I'm in Christ, and that sort of thing. If you're telling the truth, then the Bible is lying. Now, you need to know this, church, saints of God. You should know that. That does not mean that you run up to people and say, you're an evil devil, you're going to hell, you're not right. You're not, no, that's not what that means. You're not going to get anybody saved like that. And God is trying to save people in spite of how ugly they are and how much they vex you. Hello. I'm trying to get people saved. And, you know, they have some people that uh, I, I might have shared this with you. In my, this bothered me. This happened in my life where God would tell me when somebody was done, that they're done. They are not going to be saved. I'm telling you that. And I would say, oh, no, God. Oh, Jesus. Why don't tell me that. I don't want to know that. And, and, and I thought initially, oh, you just made that up, Michael. You just thought that. And sometimes the person that God was talking about would come back to church and stuff like that. And, and I would say, oh, that was just me. And then they would be gone again and living their life completely contrary to God under the pretense that they're still Christian. And God said, see, I told you. I told you they're done. Um. One of those people died, literally has died, that God told me that about. So no, he's done. But for me, God, you're going to have to prove it to me. You're going to prove it to me. Because if I see them, and I talk to them, I'm going to still try to encourage them to be saved. I'm going to try to encourage them to be spiritual. I'm going to try to encourage them to repent. I'm going to try to encourage them to recover. But if you say they're done, God, that's between them and you. But just so you know, or you don't have to, this is not anything that would add to your uh, uh, salvation necessarily, but there are people who are done. Then you know, you know they're not going to be saved. But but for us, we, we no, we want to be spirit. We we're not we're not counting people out. I don't care what you look like. I look when I when I was living in New Orleans, I was driving around. I used to listen to this radio broadcast, but it had just preacher after preacher, little fifteen minute spots. I was working at you know driving around at night and stuff like this. And there was one gentleman that came on there and. Uh, 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 in fact, I even met someone. I know someone, um, uh, Francis's father, uh, 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 a man in Ghana. He um, he was a a high priest in devil worship, and he became a born again Christian. He became a born again Christian, and when he became a born again Christian, uh, his son got caught in a machine. And it cut off one of his arms. That didn't shake him. He continued to be a born-again Christian. He, he wasn't giving up, no matter what happened. Praise God. So, so just because somebody is uh, flagging or you know fronting for the devil, that don't mean they can't be saved. 
Hello. Some of them won't be, but I, I, I can't determine that. Glory to God. How can you be used of God and you're still making carnal decisions? Doing your own, doing your own will. Being what you want to be rather than what the Lord wants you to be. How, how, how can you be used? See, I don't want God to use me to prove that he's God. I don't want him to do that. I don't want to be that. Look, see, there's nothing that could happen. I don't want, I don't want it to be said. This man was on the right track. Man, God was using him to do this. God was using him to do that. And he turned around and did this. But God kept his ministry going anyway. God did what he was going to do in spite of me. I don't want that to be said about me. I don't want anything negative toward God and his will and his purpose to be said of me. You know, you know one of the things that bothered me at one time, it used to bother me so much, it went, if, if I did something that caused someone to go away from God. I used to really be troubled by that. In fact, when we church first started, after about three or four years, I realized that, wow, the thing that you were afraid of the most is happening. Because I said this to the church, if people were here, then they know I'm not bashful. I'll tell you again. It's not like God wasn't sending people to us, but y'all keep running them away. You run them off. God sent people here to hear the truth, to know what was real. Now, that's different if they leave on their own, if they get proud and there's something happened, they leave on their own. Well, gee, see you. But don't let it be for something that I did that you left. If, if you leave on a lie, that's your business. Mm -hmm. how, how do you want to be used by God? That's, that's what God wants to know. Because he wants to use every one of you. Every one of you, God wants to use you. But what the question is, how do you want to be used? See, and I'm, I'm sure that there are people that make the choice, I'm going to go with Pharaoh. I'm going to go with Nebuchadnezzar. I want to have God to use me to be a great nation, to be something wonderful, to be something that people envy, to have money, to have riches, to have all this and all that kind of stuff. I want to have that. I'm going to take my chances. I, I want to be. So, so I, but I don't want that personally. But some people make that choice. And some people strive for that choice. They don't know that they're making a choice to be used like Pharaoh. But they're just striving to be wealthy, to be rich, to be this, to be that. See, my, my thing is this. What you should strive to be is Christ. And if you that, if you if you do that well enough, 
God will prosper you. God will glorify you. Here's how I know that that's true. Because although the Bible says this, we believe every word of God, not just one or two. The Bible says more blessed to give than to receive. Well, that's not contrary to the fact that the Bible says that Jesus was poor so you could be rich. Look, I'm telling you, they got people here who can give you their testimony. I was poor, but I continued to serve God and do whatever I could and to give whatever I had. And now I'm rich. Praise the Lord. I, I, I wanted to share something with you all before we started uh, 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 about church, you know, since we're giving out receipts and all this kind of stuff for, for people uh, giving. For those of you that give, you gave this year, in 2023, $239,593. That's how much you gave. Um, we gave 18500 to Africa. Uh, we have a little bit more than that out in loans. Well, a lot more. We have a special loan out, but just a typical loan. Pastor, I don't have no money. Pastor, can you give me this? Pastor, $18,599.69 in loans, of which 2500 has been paid back. There's still 16162 out there. <laughs> <laughs> no wait I don't know why y'all laughing that, I don't think that's funny I, you know, it's not hurting me trust me no I'm good okay I'm just saying if you take God's money and you don't give it back to him that's between you and God <laughs> in fact I, I thought on 2400 pepper somebody gave me a hundred dollars Wednesday so I said no let me make that right. $2,537 of the $18,599 was paid back. <laughs> Trust me, I love you all to death. I, I'm not kidding. <laughs> and just so you know, of that $239,593 that you gave, what is it? A hundred and 53,000 of it is still in the bank. I'm not getting a, a Rolls Royce, don't worry. I'm not. I'm not getting another house in the Bahamas, none of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Camille said, oh man. <laughs> I want to be on that show where they're showing all your beautiful home and everything. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll send pictures when we clean up. <laughs> Glory to God. How do you want to be used? How do you want to be used? Because most of us have said God used me. 
If you want God to use you favorably, you're going to have to get spiritual. Oh, wait. Some, you are spiritual. I mean more spiritual. I mean more spiritual. No, you're spiritual because, you know, when, they, when you at lunch with another church member, God bless my meal. Put a nourishment in my body. In your name, Jesus. And that's good if you use to encourage one another. But you ought to be more spiritual. So God can use you like he used Moses, like he used Stephen. Like he used Philip. Glory to God. Father, right now, we thank you for your word, all the things that it teaches us, God. But help us, O oh God, that we're not those other prisoners that were in the jail at Philippi. We're not the ones, O oh God, where you shook the building and the, the, the bonds, the chains, everything fell off. And the doors were open, but we remained in bondage. Lord, you set us free. You've done wonderful, great things to us. Spiritually, Lord, you open our eyes to reveal things to us that we can only see if we're spiritual. Lord, help us that we become more. More and more like you. God, we, we, want, to, we want to be able to say like John the Baptist said, Lord, you need to increase and I need to decrease. There needs to be more of you, Jesus, and less of me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this awakening, God. Periodically, God, we need to be shaken up, awakened. We need to be reminded, oh God, of what you've done in us, what our lives are to be about. That we're not like the world. We're not in the we're not, we're not of the world. That we are yours separate and apart and that we live lives that are spiritual not worldly not carnal lord the teaching that you do for us is not the things that man teaches lord not man's wisdom but this is the holy ghost lord we're comparing spiritual things with spiritual things that the natural man does not receive can't see. It's foolishness to him. But God to us is life. We thank you for that, Lord Jesus. We thank you. God, we realize that you set about to do something. You, you set about, oh God, in saving us to remove all condemnation from our lives. But for that to happen, Lord, we have to be walking after the spirit and not after the flesh. God, we want it to become a natural thing for us to have spiritual responses. Thank you, Jesus. To everyone that says that in their heart and means it, God, Of course it'll happen.
The Bible says we have this confidence. If we ask anything according to your will, that you will hear us. And we know if you hear us, we have those petitions. So Lord, we're asking you now, according to your will, make us more spiritual. Show up, O oh God, in situations where we missed you before. Speak to us, O oh God, so that we can hear you. Lord, speak to us in situations. Get our attention. Where once, O oh God, we missed it. We were aloof. We were distracted by our own flesh. Those lusts that war against our soul. God, now, from this day forward, we want to just be a little more spiritual. A little more spiritual. There may be someone here today, Lord, that said, no, I, will you pray with me? I, I want to become spiritual. I, I've been through this before. Lord, I've tried fasting, but I, God, I can't go a day. I can't, I can't make it through lunch, God, before I've talked myself into giving into my flesh. Come on, we'll pray. Somebody might re need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Somebody may need to repent of the life that they've lived already and submit yourself to God whole and complete. He'll fill you with the Spirit today. In the name of Jesus. Maybe you just want God to operate in you. God, I want that power to operate in my life so that I can reach others for your name's sake. Come on, we'll pray with you. I'll give you glory. I'll give you honor. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Fulfill your will in him right now, Lord. Come on, you've already started, God. Come on. You've already started to work, God. Come on, you're taking him deeper, Lord. You're making a new step. Hallelujah. 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 Do it, Lord. Do it, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, I want to stay before you. I want to stay in your will. God, I'm willing to wait to see what you're doing with my life. I'm willing to just go along living my life in Christ. Fulfilling all those things, oh God, that your word says. And Lord, you do what you want to do with me. Have your way. Have your way. Hallelujah. 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 God wants to fill you with his spirit. The Bible says if you repent, you get baptized in the name of Jesus, he will fill you with his spirit. To repent means that you, you don't think the way you did anymore. I'm thinking again. 
I was thinking like this, but now, God, I don't think that anymore. It also means compunction. I recognize that I've done things wrong outside of your will, and I want to change it. I want to fix it, Lord. If you can do that today, God will fill you right now with this spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Touch him, Lord. Yes. That's the Holy Ghost you feel. That's the power of God you feel. That's Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless this soul, Lord. Oh, God. Raise her in righteousness, Lord. Use her for your will. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Can we pray? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God, my God, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, God want to do something with you. Come on, if you submit, he'll use you like he wants to. Come on, somebody say, I'm submitting myself to you, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. to you, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Do it, Lord. Your will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of 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 Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, submit to him. Give it up, give it up, give it up. Look at whatever I took back, I'm giving it back to you. I'm giving it back. Jesus. Jesus name. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Come on, let him have it. Let it all out. Let it all out. Come on, give it all to him. I'm yours, Lord. I belong to you, nobody else. I'm yours, Lord. I'm yours, Lord. Sunday the bubble shop.
Jesus name. Jesus name. to me. I take it. I take it. Jesus. Yes.
to lean on something other than God. Only if I can get this or only if I had that, then I could. God is saying, serve me now with your whole heart. Hallelujah. He's all that you need. Lean on him for understanding. Lean on him. Hallelujah. You're not going to get it through no other way. It's only going to come through him. He's saying lean on him. Dig into him. He's going to give you what you need. Hallelujah. Quit relying on other things or other people. Hallelujah. Instead of turning on the TV, turn on your Bible. Open your Bible. Get connected. Get next to him. Abide in him. He's trying to abide in you. He wants to dwell in you. He wants to do great things. He's just saying trust him. Trust him. Quit looking to other forms. Rely on him. He's your source. He's the only source. He's the way. He's the truth. And he's the life. service times are listed in the bulletin. 
We, uh, we welcome all of you that have joined us today. We love you already. Uh, please remember to pray for the lost, the sick, the backslidden, for our, fel our, our fellowship, all of our associated churches. Please, if you have any prayer needs, please text or call Minister Camille Moten. Our number is listed in the bulletin. Our next Friends and Family Day will be held on February 11th. Please invite those you've been sharing the gospel with, friends, family, church members who may not have been coming. Uh, a sign-up sheet for contributions and cleanup is on the welcome table. The next women's chat will be held Saturday, February 17th from 2 to 4 p.m. They will continue the discussion of the book of Esther. So read chapters 6 through 10, mark the date, and they hope to see you there. And if there's uh, at this, we're in the season now for what we might be canceling service. If you want to receive a, a text message from us, a text canceled service to 402-319-7898 if you agree to be added. And if you're free anytime between noon and 1 p.m. on Wednesdays, please join us here for a time of prayer at church. Even if you can only stay 10 to 15 minutes, come and agree in prayer. Are there any other announcements? Um, I'll be teaching a class on February 18th for Born Again Believers. Um, if you have the Holy Ghost, you've been baptized in Jesus' name, but you still feel like I, I, I feel far and I, reading the word or praying doesn't come easy, then there's going to be a class for weeks, and it's going to be Sundays in the morning, so you'll already be here. It'll be held 10 to 11. So um, Minister Gates will have more about it or a reminder um, in the bulletin next week. And so if you have any questions or anything, then just... And free and available to kind of go over more in depth if you like. But for anybody 16 and older, maybe you know somebody who had the Holy Ghost, but then maybe left and struggling. It's just important that we try and get our minds right and, and live a spiritual life out what God has called us to do. And sometimes we night Christ like mine. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's all. Thank you. Any other announcements? You're dismissed in Jesus' name. <laughs>